Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 70 of the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Theo Lim, coming at you on this beautiful Wednesday morning. It is currently 10 a.m., November 20th, 2009. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. Can't believe it's one more week and we're into December. And then one more month and we're into 2020, a new decade. That's crazy. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking everything strong first. As some of you may know, if you follow me on Instagram, if you interact with me in person, this past weekend, November 15th to 17th, I attended the Strong First SFG1 kettlebell certification. So, good news. I got I got certified as an instructor for the SFG1, so it's level 1. There's a level two, which is crazy. So we're not there yet. But for now, Strong First, SFG1, Kettlebell Certified. That was this past weekend. So I'm going to be recapping my journey to this weekend. I'm going to talk about my experience during the weekend because it was super awesome. Really had a really great time. Um, The whole weekend was well put together super enjoyable, super educational, and really it was just a great first experience into the Strong First community, and it really showed how awesome, well, first of all, it showed how long they've been doing it because just the way they rolled it out was so refined, and I think everyone had a great time. So... For those of you who don't know, Strong First is the organization. So they do not just kettlebells, but they do have a barbell and a bodyweight certification as well. So those are their main, their three main things. And in addition to that, they also have one day courses for all three of those things. And they also have a bunch of like cool side courses like endurance courses, programming courses, lots of good stuff there. So I hope to definitely be part of some more of those in the near future. All right, so journey, well, no, let's let's not jump in yet. So for those of you who are interested, if you've ever considered doing any of the Strong First stuff, Highly recommend it. It was super awesome. I'm going to get more into this later, but a year ago, I took the one-day kettlebell course. Right, I took that a year ago, and that was super helpful, and that really set me up for success in the three-day certification. So if anyone's interested, say you want to learn, whether you're a coach, not everyone there was a coach. A lot of people were. But there were people who just wanted to go in and learn for themselves, right? So whether you're a coach or whether you're just doing this for yourself, highly recommend if you if you feel like you're gravitating towards something like the barbell certification or the barbell course, the body weight stuff or the kettlebell stuff, like highly recommend just do it. Super awesome. Well worth your time. Well worth your investment of your time and your money. So there's a lot there's a lot to this. I I took some notes trying to get better about taking notes because sometimes I hit the record button and I start going and a couple minutes in I'm like I don't know where I'm going. So, I took some notes. I'm going to I'm going to follow the outline to the best of my ability. If you guys are listeners of the podcast, you know that sometimes I go off on a tangent. So, first of all, let me sip some of this coffee. Okay. All right, my journey to Strong First. 
SFG1. It started one year ago. So I looked through my I looked through my Instagram to find the exact date that I first started using kettlebells. Purposefully. So when I first started, I started by reading the book Simple and Sinister. Really awesome book. I think it's a really great book as an intro to kettlebells. And I followed, so I followed the philosophy. I learned about the philosophy. And then I followed the program that was outlined in that book. And one important thing is that a lot of these books, it don't just skip to the workout itself. The philosophy part is where the real gold is. Like how to mentally approach the training and what you're really looking to get out of that training. I, find, I feel like that is where the real gold is in any really good training book. So Simple and Sinister, I have a lot to link in this episode, so just check the show notes, it's all going to be there. I, I ordered the Kindle version of Simple and Sinister, I think it was like $10, and I did my first Turkish getup on September 3rd, 2018, so just over 14 months ago, just over a year ago, and I for a whole week... I did it with just my Birkenstock, my sandal, because that's what the book recommended. You guys know me. I like to, I'm a good student. You know, I always say student first, coach second. So I, for a whole week, I did the get-ups with just my Birkenstock. And honestly, that helped me dial in my technique so much before I actually started using weights. So I did Simple and Sinister almost daily, because again, that's what the program outlined. It just consisted of two exercises, Turkish get-ups and kettlebell swings. I'm not going to get into the details of the program because I've, I've actually talked about it in previous episodes. But super simple, Turkish get-ups, kettlebell swings, and I added pull-ups. So for me, I did those three exercises, exercises for almost three months. Almost daily, not every single day, maybe five days a week. So three months, five days a week, that was like 60 training sessions. That gave me a lot of opportunity to practice. And then I signed up for the one-day kettlebell course with Luca Cursor, uh, November 24th, 2018. So almost three months after that. So I drove to Montreal to Luca's gym, the kettlebell club. I'll link Luca's IG below. He's awesome. He helped me out a ton. So I took, I drove to Montreal, stayed the night before the course. I took the one day kettlebell course and it helped me so much because it was outlining the basics of the kettlebell swing and the Turkish getup. And for three months, I had already been doing those. But after eight, hours, which is how long the course is, I think it might have been nine hours, I realized like, yes, I had been doing them, but I wasn't doing them to the best of my ability. So Luca was able to help clean up my form, just like how you guys who work with me in person, when you come to me, I help you with your technique. It's always just small fixes here and there, right? Just giving you some cues. So Luca was able to give me some cues. They were super helpful. It was awesome. So then I went home and I kept on practicing. So from that point, from November to about May, six months, I was training with mostly kettlebells. I was still using barbells within that time period because I still wanted to hold my some of my barbell strength. So from that point, it was just a lot of practice, a lot of practice, a lot of practice. I tried some different kettlebell programs during that time. I tried, I really enjoyed Simple and Sinister. That's something that I'm just going to continue going back to. Um, I tried, there was a, there are specific programs on the Strong First uh, website where people have written prep programs to help you get, to help you prepare for the actual certification, right? So I did try those. I tried one of them. 
It was by Brett Jones, five-day program. It was really good. It was really good. It helped me out a lot in terms of like practicing. But honestly, I couldn't stick to it because I just, for me, five days, it was just a lot of work. It was five days of work. And I think at that time, there was just a lot going on in my life and I kept missing a training day. And as I, if you guys listen to this podcast or if you guys follow me or if you work with me, you know that I rather aim for four days and hit four days every single week rather than aim for five days and hit four days every single time. I just don't like missing a session. It messes up the whole training program. You're not actually following the program if you do that, right? And that's something that stuck with me from last the last episode of this podcast when Coach D, he said that, you know, when he was talking about preparing for his show, not everything gives, but everything takes. So we only have so much energy. We only have so much time, only so many resources, right? And our time and energy are our most valuable resources. So I think at the time from like November last year to May this year, I was pushing, pushing really hard in business, just really pushing every single day. And I couldn't, because I was allotting so much time and energy energy into that, I kept missing a day of the training program. So, so the SFG prep program that Brett Jones laid out is amazing. It was helpful, but I couldn't stick to it. So I had to back off of that and figure out another... Um, alternative. So I tried a bunch of things, but in the end, I kind of came to the conclusion like, okay, I don't need to do five days of kettlebell work because I just like, I think three days was what I settled on. I settled on two to three days of kettlebells and one to two days of barbells. And actually that's something I want to point out real quick. If you guys are just getting into training, or maybe you've only been training for a year or two, you know, maybe you do need to practice more. Because for me, I found that for this for this SFG one, the strength, my strength was already there. I just needed to bring my endurance up, and I needed to bring my my conditioning up, and I needed to bring some of my skills up. But my baseline strength was already there. I've been training with barbells dumbbells like I've been weight training for 10 years right 12 years so that's definitely something I noticed at the week at at the actual certificate uh, at the certification court oh Jesus Christ that's definitely something I noticed over the weekend is like you could as someone who's been lifting for a long time and as a coach you can tell whether someone's only been lifting for two years versus five years versus 10 years right so I just want to point that out before I continue is that I'm just sharing my experience, what I did to prepare. But again, I've been do I've been training for a long time. So one thing that really helped me, as I said, I needed to bring my endurance up. I needed to bring my conditioning up because part of the strong first certification is that you have to pass physical tests at the end of the cert. So day one is all learning, practice. Day two, all learning and practice. And day three is test day. So they test you on the six fundamental kettlebell movements. It's the Turkish getup. It's the single arm kettlebell swing. Single arm kettlebell snatch. And then single arm kettlebell shoulder press. And then with two kettlebells, you have to do a double kettlebell front squat and a double kettlebell clean. So you have to perform those for a set amount of reps, and that's the technique test. So they test you on your technique, your ability to do those to their standards. And then there's the snatch test, which was, which is what most people, I think, um, stress out about. I definitely did. <laughs> So the snatch test is based off of your body weight. There's a certain weight that you have to do. For me, is the 24 kilograms, which is about 52 to 53 pounds. And you have to do 100 
kettlebell snatches, one hand. I mean, 100 total between two hands, but you have to do 100 of those in five minutes. So that was the, those are the technique tests and then the snatch tests. So for me, most of the skills I had down, but definitely when I first started this, I had never snatched, snatched a kettlebell. So I did not know how to fucking do that. So it was a lot of practice for me. I had to start very light and I had to figure out what the hell I was doing, right? So as I said, like the squat, no problem. The press, it took me a while to get to, to do it comfortably. Uh, Turkish getup was fine. Kettlebell swings is fine. The clean, I had to get, I had to ask for help with that too. So basically a lot of people helped me throughout this process. Like going to Luca's kettlebell course was very helpful. I also went to another kettlebell workshop that I'll talk about in a bit. And then just a lot of feedback from like people I know, other trainers. So just like sending them my videos, can you take a look at this? Can you let me know what I can do better? I did a lot of that. So really like I had a lot of help going into this. And if you're if you're preparing for this as well, like ask for help. There's a lot of people out there whether it's on Instagram, Strong First has their own forums where people actually post their videos so that they can ask for feedback. So with the age of the internet, there's a lot of there are a lot of resources out there for us to use. So one thing that really helped me, the main thing I'd say that really helped me with all this, after I had a good handle on the kettlebell skills, the techniques that I talked about. For me, I've talked about this before. My endurance, my conditioning is my weak link. So I knew I had to bring that up. If I wanted a chance at this hundred snatches, endurance had to come up. So what did I do? Did some research, good old Google, you know, Google has taught me a lot about lifting. I feel like I got certified certified by Google in terms of training, Google and YouTube. So Dan John has a 500 kettlebell swing challenge. No, sorry. He has a 10,000 kettlebell swing challenge in which you do 500 kettlebell swings per day for 20 days. And of course you're supposed to rest at some point. So you're supposed to finish it in 30 days. So within those 30 days, you do 20 days of 500 swings. For a total of 10,000 swings. So I embarked on this challenge. I did not complete it. I can't lie. I did not complete it because I got bored towards the end. I think I did like 15 to 17 days of 500 kettlebell swings. And holy shit. If, you're, if you have a healthy back, highly recommend 500 kettlebell swing a day. It was, it was amazing. My grip strength improved so much my glutes grew like never before and my endurance improved like never before so 500 kettlebell swing challenge i'm gonna link that below that was super helpful for me and again if you already have good endurance maybe it's not for you but for me i knew that i needed to bring it up and i didn't want to like you know, I'm not a big fan of doing endurance work. I don't run quite yet. I'm going to run next year, by the way. First 5K ever. I just put it out there on the podcast. I've told only a couple people, but I'm going to do my first 5K ever next year, 2020. So if you want to join me, let me know. But um, that 500 kettlebell swing per day, it really helped me. It really brought up my endurance. So then when I start, when I went back to doing all the other stuff, cause I was only swinging for like a whole month, I just left everything else. I was like, fuck it. I don't need to do any of this other stuff. Let's just swing and bring this endurance up. So I went back to doing all this other stuff and I was amazed at how in shape I was now. So that was super helpful. And then from there in May, 2019, 
I went to a kettlebell workshop with Fit Squad. Shoutouts to Satish, Aldo, Jen, Gabe, Vanessa, Pedro. Had to had to include everyone. Couldn't just include a couple people. But really, Satish and Aldo were very helpful. They taught me how to clean the kettlebell properly without fucking up my calluses and my hands. And then that really helped me with the snatches. So, again, it was a lot of... I invested a lot of time, money, and energy into this whole thing. So that, again, that was super helpful. When I left that workshop, I was like, okay, I'm so much more confident in my abilities now. And then now I I think I can really do this. And then I just kept practicing. I really just kept practicing. I had to, I stopped using the barbell about two months before the before the certification because I knew okay now I need to really focus on this because I think that's one thing that really helped me throughout this whole process was I kept the goal the goal and for me I haven't it felt like I was preparing for a competition that's what it felt like and I haven't done that in a very long time I've only competed once in powerlifting And that was in like 2008, 2009. Like I was, this was almost 10, that was 10 years ago. I've only done that once. So over the last 10 years, I've kind of just been, been a recreational lifter. So it really helped me this time around to have a date in mind because I knew I couldn't fuck around. Well, I knew I could, you could fuck around, but at a certain point, there's no more fucking around. So having the date really helped me and I was just laser focused. Like everything I did was to help me acquire this certification or help me show up to this weekend so that I was prepared and then that I could give myself a better chance to acquire this certification. So one thing, I'm going to list some things that really helped me. So if you're listening to this, if you're trying to, if you want to go get this certification, or really if you're preparing for anything, I think all of these things will be very helpful. So number one thing, in no particular order, but you guys know I've been focusing on my nutrition a lot over the last six months. That gave me a big advantage because it help you know when i talk about nutrition i feel like sometimes when you talk about nutrition it's always about like the first thing is always about aesthetics which is fine aesthetics is great i love aesthetics you know but nutrition for performance and for health that helped me so much like just knowing what to eat that would give me good energy day in, day out, and knowing what kind of foods didn't give me good energy, right? So focusing on nutrition has been a big, big learning experience. I learned which foods I felt good on and which foods I didn't feel good on. So the certification started on Friday. I did kind of slip a little on the Tuesday before I had like two medium pizzas. Yes, you heard me, two medium pizzas, because that's how I do it. (laughs) Um, But after that, I was like, okay, Wednesday, Thursday, I need to be like, I need to clean it up because look, the foods you eat affect your uh, washroom experience, right? Like if I go and eat a bunch of crap, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be gassy all the next day. I'm going to be in and out of the washroom. And if you're trying to like learn and lift shit for a whole weekend, being in and out of the washroom is not an ideal thing, right? So I knew, okay, because I had so much, I had this six months of experience tracking my food, understanding how my, how my energy levels were affected by certain foods. That gave me a great advantage. So shout outs to Coach D at Power Physique. 
again, I have a lot of people to shout out. I have a lot of people to link in the show notes. But that gave me a huge advantage. Like we're showing up to the course. I knew I had to, I knew what foods to bring. You guys know I brought my rice. I brought my ground beef. I brought my carrots. And as an alternate meal, if I wanted something lighter, I brought my sweet potatoes, my chicken breasts, and my carrots. And then as snacks, I brought some bananas. And throughout this whole process, I was kind of, kind of understanding like, okay, if I need to perform at 11 a.m., if I have something important at 11 a.m., I'm not going to have my coffee at 8 a.m. That's too early. I'm going to have, I'm going to save that coffee till 10, 10 10.30 a.m. So when 11 a.m. hits, that caffeine is hitting as well, right? So I just feel like, because again, I've been doing this for so long. These are the little things. And I'm going to talk more about some, some more little things. So caffeine management was a big one. Food management was a big one because this all, this all falls under the umbrella of energy management. This is something I've been talking about a lot. So another thing that helped me, three things in terms of the snatch test because I tried doing the snatch test a couple times and I got fucked up. Like I wasn't there yet. I think so you have to do 100 in five minutes. If I look at my old training logs, I think when I first did it, I did 60 in five minutes and I was trashed. I was trashed. This was, of course, months before the test, right? Maybe four or five, six months out. So I did it. I did 60 in five minutes and I was like, oh my fuck, like laying on the floor, dead, hole in my hand because I ripped my callus because I didn't know how to snatch properly. This happened a couple times where I only did like 14 per minute for five minutes. And then eventually I was able to do 16. And then like a couple months, maybe back in like July, June, July, I did it for the first time. And, you know, that was a good feeling, but I still knew like, okay, maybe that was just a fluke. I need to do it again. But basically throughout this whole thing, anytime I did the snatch test on my own or like I did a snatch session little things guys little things like okay breathing how do I need to breathe during this whole thing Um, how do I need to take care of my hands when do I need to sand down my calluses so that they don't tear on me because if your callus rips and you have a hole in your hand you can't train if you can't train you can't prepare right So breathing was a big one. Nasal breathing. I've been doing that a lot. Nasal breathing between sets. So what that means is I'm just breathing through my nose. So although maybe I did something really hard, I forced myself to learn how to stay calm, breathe, inhale, deep inhale through my nose, deep exhale. Because when you do 20 snatches, I did 10 per arm per minute. So 20 snatches per minute. It leaves you with about, it takes about 40 seconds. It took me about 40 seconds to do 20 reps. So generally that gives me 20 more seconds to rest until the next minute. And you don't have to do it on the minute, but that's the way I did it. So 20 seconds, I knew based off of experience in 20 seconds, I can get like three to four really deep inhales and exhales. And it's called recovery breathing, right? Just deep breathing, staying calm, and then boom, into the next set. And some people commented after I finished the snatch test, they're like, oh, you're so, you're so composed, you know, you're so calm. And in my head, I was like, yeah, it's because I've done this like a thousand times, either in actually, actually doing it or while I was, or while I was visualizing. And visualizing was another big thing that I did. I learned this from my powerlifting days is like, you can visualize like strength. I talk about this a lot, physical strength or like lifting weights is not just about the physical. It starts in the mind, right? The mental strength has to be there. Like you have to cultivate that mental strength. So, you know, before I did say a one rep max on deadlifts, I would sit there, close my eyes, 
picture myself, the whole process, you picture the whole process, chalking up, stepping up to the barbell. Okay, this is how I'm going to put my hands on the barbell. This is how I'm going to get set myself up. And then you picture yourself doing the lift. And one big thing that's helped me so much is like, you picture yourself struggling through the lift. Because on a one rep max, if it's a true one rep max, it's not going to come up. It's not going to fly up, right? You're going to have to grind. And at a certain point, like if you've done it enough times or if you've lifted enough, you have enough experience, you're paying attention to it, you kind of know where you're going to start to grind or where you have to start to grind. So for the snatch test, after I got comfortable doing it a couple times, I knew like, okay, the first 60 is no problem right? The first 60 is no problem. It's the last 40 that, okay, going to have to dig a, di- a dig a bit deeper here. Going to have to make sure the breathing's on point. So visualizing the whole process really helped me. And I not only did it when I was snatching, but say I was doing another workout. I was doing a kettlebell swing workout and I started to feel that fatigue. I just put myself in that situation where I'm like, okay, I'm fatigued now. This is how I'm going to feel when I do the snatch test. Prepare for it, mentally prepare for it. And it was just like months of cultivating that like mental preparation, just like this is how it's going to feel. This is, this is what's going to go down. And again, in addition to that, it was like, okay, how many times do I need to chalk up when I do this and I learned that I really only needed to chalk up. I chalked up three times once at the start once. I think I may have chalked up twice only actually, but once at the start and once before the last 40, right? So these were things that helped me so much. The visualization, the nasal breathing, the hand care, the hydration, Like there were sessions where, when I was doing the 500 kettlebell swings, because, you know, as I said, you say 20 snatches takes me 40 seconds with only 20 seconds of rest. For me, it's more worth it to chalk up or spend my time breathing to recover better versus me getting a sip of water. Right? So a lot of, a lot of workouts I did, I did it. I hydrated before the workout, of course. But during the workout, I didn't bring any water and I just kind of forced myself to do it without water and it was fine. So it was just a lot of prep, both mentally and physically. So I'd say those were the main things that really helped me. Again, this is in my experience. For me, simple and sinister, really taking the time to learn the technique attending those kettlebell courses, that kettlebell workshop, Brett Jones's SFG prep program, and then of course the 500 kettlebell swings. And actually a week before the course, I kind of tweaked my back. Not from lift, like it happened when I was training, but I think it was just like the night before that day, the night before I was just like sitting on my bed a lot, maybe not the greatest posture, but I tweaked my back like a, a one out of 10, a two out of 10 tweak. So actually the week, the whole week before the course, I didn't really get to train, which kind of sucked. I did a little bit, like I did a couple sets a day to kind of, as they say, grease the groove. I did a couple sets like that, but I really didn't do a whole lot before the actual core, the actual weekend. So That was one thing that I almost had a setback. And although it was a one out of 10, I just played it safe. I knew that if I had pushed, I might've turned that one out of 10 into a seven out of 10 and then I'd be fucked. So as always, whenever you feel something that doesn't feel right, you know, don't make it worse. That's the number one rule you got. If, and if you haven't heard that podcast episode, the ultimate guide to handling injuries. The one, Theo's ultimate guide to handling injuries, by the way. I'm going to link that down below as well. So that was my prep for the certification. And 
as I went through the weekend, it became apparent to me that I probably overprepared, which is not a bad thing, but I definitely overprepared. I was talking to some of the other attendees, some people who were preparing maybe three months ahead, some people were training six months ahead, but for me, I just I I was just in beginner mindset mode. I'm still in beginner mindset mode. Like the whole time before this weekend, I was like, fuck, I'm still a beginner. I, I've only been doing this a year. And why I say that is because I've been training with weights for 10 to 12 years now. It's kind of like that thing where it's been so long that I don't really remember. I started training, I started lifting weights at 15. 27 right now but there were a couple years in there where maybe I was on and off that's why I like to say 10 to 12 years so in my mind like oh shit I've only been training with kettlebells for a year I'm still a beginner so that's why I was like I was so hyper focused on okay this is the goal this is what we're preparing for and it served me quite well so that was my prep for the weekend. Now let me recap the whole weekend. So the course is a, it's a three day certification Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday was 8am to 6pm. Well, Friday and Saturday was 8am to 6pm. And then Sunday was like 8am to 3pm kind of deal. I got to say, I fucked up because I thought it was 8 to 4, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So on the first day on Friday, I didn't tell anyone, but around 3.30 p.m. because I thought we were finishing at 4 p.m., I had mentally checked out. I was like, okay, 30 minutes left. We're going home. And then we just kept going. Then it was 4 o'clock. We kept going. No signs of any kind of conclusion. 4.30 p.m. we were still going and then at that time I had to I checked my email and I was like oh shit we're going for we're going until 6 p.m. so Friday and Saturday 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. long day there's an hour of lunch in there but it's a long day and then Sunday 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. day one and day two was a lot of instruction Basically, the way these courses roll or these certifications roll, say they instruct for 30 minutes, then you practice for 30 minutes. And then it's just kind of that, that cycle. And you just cycle through all of the different techniques. So on day one, we started with kettlebell swings, kettlebell cleans, and Turkish get-ups. So we learned the basics of the kettlebell deadlift so that we could do the kettlebell swings. And this is one of those courses, Strong First, which is why I like them so much, is that they're not only looking for you to be able to do it yourself, but anytime we did these things, we were partnered up with someone else. And so it was our job to not only perform it well for ourselves, but also watch the other person and help the other person when they need it. So we did kettlebell swings, kettlebell cleans, and Turkish get-ups. Second day was about the squat, the kettlebell press, and the snatch. And then the third day, as I said, was all technique. It was technique practice, and then we did the technique test. And then we did the snatch practice or prep, and then we did the snatch test. And then the last thing we did was like a graduation workout. So first things first, shout outs to all of the awesome instructors, lead instructor, assistant instructors, everyone was super helpful. So for this weekend, there were 18 of us, like 18 attendees, and then there were nine lead instructors slash assistant instructors. Big shout outs to them, like they were all super friendly, super supportive. The main guy was John Engum. And then we had Luca, Luca Cursor, 
There was Granville. And then now I got to name everyone. So here we go. We had Rachel, Colin, Johnny, Gus, Valerie. I'm missing one. Mother. Fuck. Jose. There we go. So that's the nine of them there. So I'll link a bunch of their Instagrams below because a lot of them are doing a lot of cool stuff. But it was cool because when I walked in the first day, I saw Luca and I was like, yo, Luca. And he saw me and because, again, I went to his kettlebell course one year ago. And since then, we've kind of been interacting here and there on social media. But it was really cool to have him there. That kind of like made me a lot more comfortable because I, I knew someone there or at least one of the instructors. I knew a couple of the attendees, but it was a great time. It was a really great time. Shout outs to Pedro, Vanessa, and Yaj. It was really cool being able to roll up there and know that, okay, I know a couple people here. You know, not everyone's a complete stranger, but overall, like everyone was super friendly from the attendees to the instructors. But really awesome, really, really awesome community that Strong First is creating. Because like I have I have nothing but great things to say about how the instructors they were so helpful. They were so nice. They were so supportive. And that just made like the whole experience that much better. So one of my main takeaways was like, oh, damn, it wasn't I like the course material was great. Yes. But one of my main takeaways is like if you create a kind and supportive environment, like it just elevates everything so much. Right. So big shout outs to Strong First for doing that. It was really helpful. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot to say about the the course itself. Like, it was great. As I said, we you if you guys want an idea of how it lays out, how it's laid out, certain instructors teach certain things. They teach for maybe 15 to 30 minutes. Then you break up into partners and you drill it half an hour or so. So that's maybe an hour of time. So you just keep recycling that and you just keep progressing through all of the lifts. And then a lot of people, not a lot of people, of course, they had to have um, demonstrations, right? So they would, it was like a live coaching experience because one of the instructors would pull one of the attendees up to the front. They would show their technique and then from there it's like okay how do you troubleshoot what if someone's not timing their kettlebell swing properly or what if someone's not keeping enough tension in certain moves so it's like just showing us a lot of ways to troubleshoot the lifts so that was great i learned a lot in that regard i learned a couple new ways to help my clients and on top of that I learned a lot of different drills, a lot of different mobility drills, a lot of different like preparation drills. So for me, that was like one of my main like tangible takeaways. Okay, this is how these are some different ways you can do these things. And as someone who's big into preparation and warming up, when one of the instructors showed us something and I, and it really like resonated with me, I was like, oh shit, got to write this one down because I need to go back and practice this so I can remember it. So the course itself, the certification itself was great. If you're thinking about it, just do it. It's super awesome. One of, another thing that I really took away was It was, it was so cool to meet and talk to the nine instructors because most of them are older than I am and all of them do the same thing that I do. They're coaches, whether or not they're running their own business, most of them were 
most of them were running their own like training business so it was just cool to talk to them listen to their experiences ask them questions and just start to form those relationships with them because that's exactly what I want to be doing in five years ten years so it was really cool to do that I feel like that was like for me personally that was a bigger benefit than the actual kettlebell skills but again I'm talking about my own personal experience super awesome to do that super awesome to be able to meet all those people and this come this brings us to the question what's next right because as I said I've been preparing for this for like a year now so what's next well today is Wednesday the course ended on Sunday I gotta say I'm finally not sore I was pretty sore like Friday night Saturday night Sunday morning Monday Tuesday I've been sleeping a lot so it's I actually got lucky because this week's a lighter week in terms of training my clients so I've been able to sleep in here and there and you guys know me when I say sleep in I mean like till 6 30 or 7 instead of 4 30 so I've been able to rest I haven't really trained I've done some movement some mobility just to get the blood flowing keep the body loose in an hour I'm about to hit uh, hit the pads do some Muay Thai with my coach Chris so that will be my first kind of intense activity since the weekend and then I do have a plan for after today basically tomorrow I'm going to start training again what's next as I said in the in the beginning strong first has a body weight course and certification they have a barbell course and certification I'm leaning towards going to a bodyweight course in Montreal with Luca again. He's got one December 15th, 2019. So if anyone is interested, and you're in from Toronto, even if you're not, but if anyone's interested in doing a bodyweight course, let me know. I'll send you the info because it'd be cool to go together. Uh, in the bodyweight course, they're going to go over the push-up the pistol squat, like a one leg squat, and the pull up. And the push up for their certification, the men's, it's a one arm, one leg push up, which I've never done before. I think I've attempted it and fallen on my face, but that's, I think, I think that's my next step there. So I'm going to pursue this bodyweight course because it was nice. And then perhaps do the bodyweight certification mid to late next year in 2020. So I'll kind of be following the same schedule that I followed over the last year. Go in December 2019, learn the basics, come home, practice the basics on my own, drill it, drill it, drill it, get confident, and then pursue the certification. That's what I'm leaning towards. I've, le I've laid out my training program I'm going to continue training with the kettlebells, but only twice a week. I'm going to bring back barbells and I'm going to bring back some hypertrophy work for the upper body. I miss, I miss hitting upper body. I miss getting an upper body pump, just like a direct upper body pump. And then I'm going to practice my body weight skills. So I'm going to practice my push-ups, my pistol squats and my pull-ups. So that when I go to this bodyweight course in December, I'll have at least been training it a little bit. So that's what's next for me. I think that's all for now. Like I was able to recap my journey. I was able to recap the weekend itself. The weekend is great. Like honestly, guys, whether it's the kettlebells, the bodyweights or the barbells, strong first. They're super awesome. They've got a lot going on in the States. They've got a lot going on in, I think, Italy and Korea as well. Canada, not so big yet, but they're working on it. And I hope to be part of that. That's actually one thing because you guys know me. I'm big on education. 
I'm big on teaching. This is why I, one of the reasons why I record the podcast. So it'll be cool, I think, like maybe next year to possibly assist, be an assistant instructor in one of these courses, in the kettlebell course. And then that will kind of get my foot into the door in the education side of things. And we'll see where that rolls. So, you know, just putting it out there, putting it out into the universe, right? So that's next for me. A couple, couple other things before I close this out. It's November 20th, 2019. This might be the last podcast of the year. It might be, it might not be. I might do one more, but because I've had my eyes set on this certification for so long, I've been hyper-focused on this. And I knew now that this is done, now I'm going to focus on the next big thing. I haven't, I think I've kind of hinted at it. I haven't posted any pictures yet, haven't posted any videos, but I've been putting together, I've been renovating with the help of my boy, Nuno, I've been renovating my garage. Going to open that up for small group training, for personal training. It's happening really quick. We're almost done the renovations. I put in the order for my equipment. Things are rolling. So hopefully get the equipment next week or the week after. Put it all together. And I hope to be running some sessions for... I hope to be training in my garage again, but I also want to run some sessions, maybe second week, third week, and then the last week of December. So big announcement right there, really big announcement. That's why I haven't posted anything of me training in my garage gym because we've been renovating it. We, uh, it looks super awesome. I'm so excited for it. Oh my God. Honestly, now that this certification is done, now this is the next thing. I'm going to be pushing hard on this for December and all next year. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. Um so I'll probably do one more episode after I set up the whole gym just to give you guys a recap of that. But uh I'm sitting here like grinning ear to ear because I'm so excited. It's the next chapter. I've been training at Carpio for, I think I just hit year four, three to four years. I don't know. The dates are all messed up. It's all, time is flying, but um, I've been coaching at Carpio, renting space from Graham for three to four years now. And, you know, it's time, it's time. So that was the unofficial announcement so if you made it this far to the podcast i appreciate you guys thank you so much for listening if this was helpful for you or if you enjoyed this podcast as always hit your boy up with an itunes review super helpful for me share the podcast maybe someone wants someone you know wants to do the strong first kettlebell cert if you share the podcast with one person honestly that's what helps this podcast grow. That's what helps keep me going here. And as always, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are taking care of yourself, living life, enjoying life. Until next time, peace.